Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast. This is a special edition. I'm Bryce Johnson because we're joined by legendary boxer George Foreman. He has got a, a movie coming out all about his life. And so we are taking the opportunity today to share a, a conversation that I had with him uh, about his faith, about his life, and about this new movie. And, and so we are, are thrilled to be able to bring uh, this type of interview uh, to our audience today. And, and I hope that you've enjoyed the Unpacking It podcast this year and, and encourage you uh, to check out all of our latest episodes as we continue to relate big sports stories to life and biblical truth. And, and I'm joined by, by Luke uh, to do that show. Uh, it, it releases each Wednesday. And so today, this is a special edition of the podcast. And so uh, a little bit different than uh, the, the, sh the shows that we've been doing this year. And, and I think you uh, are, are in for a treat to, uh, to hear from George Foreman and, and maybe in some ways to hear a, a different side uh, of him. And, and maybe you know him because of the, the, the wonderful George Foreman grill or, or you, you, you've known some about his, his boxing career, uh, but today he, he will share about his faith. And he's been a pastor for 45 years and had a very dramatic conversion and, and, and his faith story and, and kind of how it began. Uh, fascinating, inspiring. And you'll have to see the movie to, to really you know, see it acted out. And, and I think it, it'll be inspiring for all of us. But today, uh, he shares a little bit about that, and and then also we we get into a, a number of topics. Uh, we talk money, we talk being a dad, uh, we we talk about Easter, and and so uh, I, I think you'll you'll enjoy uh, what he has to share. Before we jump in, I want to thank our sponsor, Sugar Creek Coffee. Visit sugarcreekcoffee.com. Use the promo code Unpack. You'll save some money. Let's them know that you heard about Sugar Creek uh, from Unpacking It. And so SugarCreekCoffee.com, use promo code UNPACK. At Sugar Creek Coffee Roasters, they specialize in handcrafted, small batch, artesian roasted coffee. It is delicious. I just got a fresh batch delivered to my door yesterday. I came home. The box of Sugar Creek was on my front porch. And so it is delicious. So look forward to... Uh, to drinking that up, and uh, hopefully you'll check it out as well. SugarCreekCoffee.com, promo code UNPACK. All right, so you know about George Foreman. His new movie, though, is called Big George Foreman, The Miraculous Story of the Once and Future Heavyweight Champion of the World. And in doing some research about him, how about this? 76 wins and only five losses. So this is an all-time great boxer. And God changed his life. And what, what's crazy is he left boxing for 10 years. Then he came back, became the heavy heavyweight champion of the world once again. And so he's a two-time world heavyweight champion. And he, he tells us about this near-death experience uh, that, that he went through. And, and just a remarkable story. And, and, and just the, the, the whole story with the George Foreman grill is fascinating as well. Um, so he's a, he's a, a man, just a, a wonderful, he was very humble to talk to very nice, nice guy. And, and just to, to think all that he's, he's been through the good, the bad, the, the rise, the fall, uh, it's an, it's an incredible story. And so we'll get a glimpse of that today. So 
it's time to jump in. Here we go. My conversation with George Foreman here on the Unpacking It podcast. Joining me today on Unpacking It is the two-time world heavyweight champion, Olympic gold medalist, grill spokesman, pastor, and evangelist, George Foreman. His incredible journey is being portrayed on the big screen starting April 28th. The movie is called Big George Foreman, the miraculous story of the once and future heavyweight champion of the world. Find out more, biggeorgeforeman.movie. George, it's an honor to have you on Unpacking It. How are you? Unpacking It. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> that, that's glad right. to be with you. Uh, well, we're, we're glad to have you. And I want to talk all about the movie. And, and so what was the process like for you to turn your story into a movie? Yeah, you know, it's, you you never think you, you, for the for so many years, I was just doing a movie, making a life. Then finally it comes to the point where you can tell people about your life. I've been up so many times and then down so many times. And the movie is about picking yourself up and there's no ending story to it. It keeps going on, even past the movie. I'm looking for another story, but Chris Davis did a great job of doing the George Foreman story. Did, did you always want to, to do a movie or, or were, were you hesitant about doing a movie about your life? It's, it's not something you want to just rush into, but we did the books, uh, God in My Corner and By George, and I hoped that I could tell this story on screen so that it would last a little longer than me. Because even if you live to be 100 years, you pass away. But if you do a movie and a book, it lasts a long time. And that's what made me anxious to do a movie. Absolutely. And so for you, as you watched your life on, on the big screen, what was that difficult for you to, to see it that, that way? Or what was that experience like kind of accepting that, okay, this isn't exactly, I remember it maybe a little differently, but this is a movie and, and they're making the most of, of what my story is. But what was that kind of mindset and response as you, as you saw this? Oh, well, don't, don't get me wrong. It was truly Hollywood. <laughs> so Hard a lot deal. of things were done uh, for the purpose of making a good movie. But as I sat there, I was transformed back to, uh, transported back to my life as a young boy, where I had come from. And it brought tears to my eyes because it is a miraculous story from where I've come from and to achieve so much in life. So many times you think that's the end of you. It's like uh, I went through life, didn't even think it was uh, important to have faith or hope. Just like having a piece of bread without any baking powder or yeast in. You enjoyed it anyway, but then all of a sudden you put the elements of wealth and then finding God in the end. Boy, that's all the ingredients I need to make a happy life. I didn't know that existed, though. Well, well, that's that's what we, we've got to talk about today, and and as far as how Jesus has has changed your life, and so it, now you, you've been a pastor for for forty five years, and, and had a, a dramatic uh, conversion to to realize that that Jesus loved you and was real. But but I'm I'm curious to hear the ways that Jesus has transformed your life as you reflect back. Well, you you think about it. I fought because. I thought, boy, if I get a little fame, I'd get some money, I'm going to be happy. I got all of those things. I used to think 
I got to have the best car in the world so everybody will notice me coming out on the street. I fought for so many of the things to make my life better, but it never came about. Then one night in the dressing room, my life was transformed. I died. In a split second, I was alive again, screaming, Jesus Christ is coming alive in me because I saw blood on my forehead and on my hand. Thing I didn't even believe. I thought it was just talk about. But from that point on, I, for 10 years, I didn't even make a fist. Just wanted to tell people about God and what had happened to me in that dressing room. I found Jesus Christ. I found a light. Mm. And and so throughout that that journey, once you met him in that in that locker room, what what in what ways has your character changed? And and some of the the key ways that that now you know later in life, looking back to and, and reflecting on the man that you've become now. Well, most importantly, I thought, boy, you had to be rich, you had to be famous, you had to have this to make people like you. Then for 10 years, I worked in just a reg regular guy. I gained so many pounds, 315 pounds. Oh, I discovered McDonald's and uh, Jack in the <laughs> Box. And I I was so happy of Baskin-Robin. I became a great, big, happy boy. But I found out most importantly that people like you. They didn't care who you were. They didn't even know who I was. I cut my hair and my mustache, and people would just call me Biggin have a little extra food, biggin, take this big seat <laughs> on an airplane. I found out the greatest invention in the world were people. Mm. And uh, I had a second chance to be champ of the world and show them my appreciation. That's what it was all about. Oh, that's amazing. And I was, I was reading a lot about you and, and something that, that bubbled up was just how you went from being selfish to being selfless and, and, and how, and, and I think all of us continue to, to desire that and try to grow in that. But what have you learned about that? And how have you been able to become more and more selfless? Yeah, well, I was confronted with death in that dress room in 77 where I was actually dead. I saw everything I'd ever worked for in my life crumble like ashes behind me. And I got upset. I said, I don't care if this is death. I still believe there is a God. I didn't believe in religion. And then I got a second chance to live. I'm, the one, the worst thing that happened to me in that hour of death, I hadn't said goodbye to my mother or my children. I got a second chance. And all the people I thought were enemies, I realized no one should go to that place that I had been in death. So the best thing was to treat everybody with human love because we just don't know how long we're going to live. I didn't have an enemy anymore. The mm. enemy I had was foolishness of not believing in God. And that transformed my life. To this day, I'm not the best fighter, not, but I wanted to be the best human being alive. Oh, that's powerful. And, and along those lines, too, you know, not having enemies and, and viewing people with, with love, how important has forgiveness been a, a theme throughout your life? And I've said it often, even this morning, forgiveness is that subtle thread that mm. binds both love and friendship. Without forgiveness, although I have 10 kids, <laughs> without forgiveness, you can wake up and not have a child. Uh, you can wake up and not have a mother or father if you don't forgive. I had to turn myself around and learn how to forgive. Now I got friends. I can call people on the telephone. <laughs> you know, you say, you know, I don't have anyone to talk to. Forgiveness gives you people to talk to again. I can tell you that. A amen. 
Well, speaking of forgiveness, we're, we're just coming off the, the Easter weekend and, and no greater example of, of love and, and forgiveness and all that that's wrapped in the gospel and, and what Jesus did on that cross and, and rising again. And so, you know, I, I know you've been a pastor for a long time and a, and a believer for, for a long time now. And Easter is our, our Super Bowl and, and it, it happens every year, yet we celebrate it year round. But for you this year, what was there anything in particular that that you reflected on that maybe you even preached on? That, that God really laid on your heart uh, this year during the Easter season? That old statement, uh, uh, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And mm. I really want to make sure and I uh, get that message out every year and yearly that a lot of times people do things to you and they are angry about it, but we can forgive them. They just don't know what they're doing. And most mm. of us wake up in the end and, and realize we shouldn't have done that. Why did I do that to her, uh, him? And we change for the best. Forgiveness is the message that we spread year round. That's awesome. And so as far as where you're at in uh, with, with your church and, and, and being a, a, a pastor, how often are you are you preaching? What sort of your kind of ministry uh, efforts these days? Well, you can mostly catch me at the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ every Sunday morning at 10. Because of the COVID, we stopped meeting so often just to make sure everybody feels safe to come out. And uh, we started that. But, you know, it's been a small, humble church. Nothing has changed because the building of the church has been about me building myself up to be something that God would be proud of. And I'm still doing that. That's awesome. I, I, I love it. Well, now you've got this uh, th this movie coming out, and and this is a, another opportunity for for ministry. And and so when people leave the theater, what are you hoping is the impact and and the message that that you want audiences to to to, to see and and hear and receive uh, when they go to the theaters? And like you mentioned earlier, the movie can live on for a long time after after yeah. that. Yeah, the message is fight, fight, mm. fight. You get knocked down, brush your pants off, spit in your palm and say, I'm ready to go another round. And then finding God in it, God will help you fight. Just don't give up. There's always hope around the corner. There's always, if you have faith, you're going to find the things that you hope for. And that story tells it better than anything in the world that I've seen. I've seen. That's right. And, and everybody that's listening now has gone through something tough is going through something tough or will go through something tough right around the the corner that that we will have to to fight and so as you maybe unpack that a little bit more what are some of the things that that you've uh just learned by trusting god and 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 the maybe even the disciplines that that you've uh operated by throughout your life as far as faith and depending on him through the difficult challenges that, that we ultimately all face throughout life? Uh, I went uh, 10 years after 77. I went 10 years. I didn't even make a fist. I didn't know how to box at all. And I started a youth center in Houston, Texas, where I would teach the kids, stay off the streets, stop stealing. I taught them how to box and showed them about boxing itself. Never a punch in anger. I started teaching them, and I learned. I was able to get back into the ring, never wanted to hurt anyone, never had any anger, because God had taught me that. Everybody can find that purpose and that uh, that journey in when you find God. 
never give up on your life. There's a lot to be told and a lot to be done in your life. I lost my dear mother and I thought that would be the end of me. I didn't know how I could make it. But then I discovered more about my children. Hey, mm. they're there and I can tell, teach them that story. Long after I'm gone, they're going to have to pick it up, brush their pants off, spin in their palms and keep fighting. Keep fighting. Amen. Well, you, you mentioned being a, a father of, of, of 10 and, and now you have grandchildren as, as well. And I think maybe even great grandchildren. And, yep. and so, yeah. So one of the things I, I read just about you're talking about uh, being a, a dad is the word authentic or, or having authenticity as a dad and really living out an authentic life. What, what does that mean? And how can you encourage our, our listeners who are sports fans today and, and many young dads and, and dads trying to figure things out of what it looks like day in, day out to, to be the, the, the best dad they can be? Yeah, it's a fight because you can't trick your children. They look right through you. You tell mm -hmm. them you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't they do that. They look at you and making certain that you're actually using the product that you're trying to sell them. And that's what's been good for me. Sit up straight, son. Put a smile on your face. I I had to sit up straight myself and keep a smile on my face. Raising children, they got to see the real thing, not just someone someone you talk about. Mm. Yeah, it's it's it can be challenging, but it's so important and, and and really has a huge impact on on kids. No question about it. And and another big part of your story, and and this this will be in the movie as well, is the role that that money has played in your life. Not having it, having it, not having it, and 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 you know, the the journey with with money. What have you learned about money that you want people to to maybe understand or or be encouraged by, especially from God's perspective and what He's taught you about money? Ah, uh, boy, there was in San Juan, Puerto Rico, dying, and I was in this dumpyard of nothing. There was no hope for me. You know, you tell a person to swim, but there was no place to swim to hopelessness. And I looked behind me and saw everything I'd ever worked for, my real estate investment, uh, stocks, cars, money I'd locked away into safety deposit boxes. No one knew about it. I saw it crumble like ashes behind me. And I said right then, I don't care if this is death. I still believed as a God. I had a second chance to live. And those things I'd lost were not important to me. The greatest caption or thing that I've captured in my life it's faith in the living God. And I think that's, and I've had it all, all over again, but I've never forgotten how important it is to have faith that comes before any money or any dime you can get. You can lose money, oh boy, but you can hold on to your faith. A Amen. And and many people, you know, throughout their, their life, chase money or are always worried of uh, about money. And, and what's maybe an encouragement to, to, to those people too, that, that even uh, put, yeah, put money as a, as an idol in, in their life. And, and it's, it's really a day in day out struggle, whether having a lot or wanting more and more and more. <laughs> you always want more. Uh, I heard a, a story about this, this great billionaire uh, that he was asked, how much is enough? And he said, just a little bit more. <laughs> So you always want to get more money than, and there's never enough money. But I can tell you, there's no enjoying anything. And it's nice to have a good living, to make a living and work hard for what you get. But there's nothing like having faith in God. It gives you appreciation for what you have. 
And that's something I didn't have in the beginning. I had it all, but not appreciating anything. Mm. Well, well said. So, so the movie is called Big George Foreman, The Miraculous Story of the Once and Future Heavyweight Champion of the World. And a great staff uh, or a, a, a casting and, and a, a wonderful actors a part of this this movie. Um, and, and so one name that jumps out, Forrest Whitaker. And, and so when when you uh, see these you know actors portray key characters in your life, what what kind of performances uh, jumped out to you and, and, and how can the audience be excited about the uh, the, the acting that will, will be on display when they watch this movie? Yeah, Forrest Whitaker, he portrayed Doc Brodus, the first man in my life that truly uh, never gave up. He just wouldn't give up on me. He kept telling me, George, you stop fighting in the corners, you can be champion. George, you don't lose your temper, you can do this. And even when I tried to run away from boxing, he followed me, found me back in Houston, Texas, found a job for me in California, and, taught, and kept telling me, you can be Olympic champion, George. I didn't believe in myself. In life, we always need someone else to believe in us, sometimes more than we believe in ourselves. And that was uh, Forrest Whitaker's uh, portrayal of Doc Brodus. Chris Davis, who played George Foreman, can't believe how he transformed himself. I mean, he was a lean, mean uh, boxer. And next thing you know, he was that 300-pound uh, consumer of jack-in-the-box. I mean, the guy, the guy did a great job of acting. And I, I was reading that he actually did the, the the work, the eating and the not eating and, and putting it, the body was what it needed to be for the movie, which is, yeah, which is he cool. He did it all. I looked and thought, how could he do that? He did it. What a great job of not imitating George Foreman, but a great act, job of acting. He brought George Foreman alive on that movie camera, on that uh, screen. He brought him alive. And that that comes from the George Foreman. So there, there, there it is. And and one last thing that in the in the movie that that it it shows is just you know initially how quickly you found success in boxing, and in what ways was that a great thing, and in what ways was maybe having such quick success in kind of the the, the larger scheme of things maybe a challenge as well. Well, I had this big punch. If I told you I knew I could punch. As hard as I punched, I'd be lying to you. I'd be in the ring, and next thing you know, the guy would be on the canvas being counted out, and I kept thinking, wow, I did that? And <laughs> one knockout after another, I became champion of the world. A uh, guy told me after the Olympics, uh, you should turn pro. I didn't want to be a professional boxer. And then he told you can make $100,000. I said, I still didn't want to. Someone told me I could make a million. I went into boxing. <laughs> And, and it was all about making that money. And in, in life, if you fight and work hard, all of us can make a good living for ourselves. But I never thought it would turn out so wonderful in the end because I had a little something more than money. That's right. Amen. And that's the message that, that we share here at Unpacking It, that it's it's about Jesus and following him and, and experiencing life with him. And, and so, George, we appreciate your story and, and and being willing to share it with audiences everywhere with the new movie, Big George Foreman, the miraculous story, the once and future heavyweight champion of the world. George, thank you so much for being with me on Unpacking It, and I wish you the best with the movie and all that God continues to do in your life to be an inspiration to others. Thank you, and keep packing it. <laughs> <laughs> so there he is, 
George Foreman here on Unpacking It. And wow, that's cool. That was a fun one. And I hope that you enjoyed listening and, and to think that, you know, he boxed for the final time at the age of 48. So as, a, as an older guy, being able to, to box at that age uh, is remarkable. And then to have the success that he had early in his career was fascinating to me. Um, how quickly he rose and then to walk away from boxing and then to return. It, it's quite, quite the story. And, and the one encouragement and, and big takeaway as we wrap up this podcast today is Jesus transforms lives. He transforms our character. When we meet him and he becomes real and we realize just how real he is in, in our own lives and he becomes a, a personal relationship and our eyes are open to the truth and our hearts are opened to receive him and receive all that, that, that he is and, and, and the way that he works from the inside out. Uh, I was driving in today singing that song, uh, Inside Out. But, but he transforms lives. And so George Foreman is a, a story about transformation and also the way that we, each of our stories, each of our testimonies are unique to us. And for some of us, it is a dramatic, unbelievable death, you know, death defying. It, it happens in a moment of, of uh, yeah, we're, we're at the, the, the forefront of, of death or it's a, at a rock bottom type of situation in, in life. Uh, for others, it, it's, it happens in church. It, it, for others, it's because of a friend or a, or a spouse or a family member, or we grew up uh, in a, in a, a home that that our parents told us about Jesus. Um, for me, it was watching a, a children's uh, Christian show, uh, The Donut Man, and that was the start for me. And and so when when we hear about George's story, we just we scratch the surface on it because I think the movie is going to really uh, bring that home, and so encourage uh, you to check out the movie to to really see that come to life. Uh, but but you talk about you know or he talks about, you know, uh, he's about to die. He feels like he's going to die. And then God becomes so real to him in that, in that moment. And, and Jesus Christ has taken over. And, and just recently I, I met somebody and he was telling me his testimony and a new believer last couple of years, a very dramatic story. Uh, actually somebody knocked on his door and th th this guy, my, my new friend was saying, Oh yeah, I sent him away. And, a series of events took place and the guy comes back to his house and, and this, my, my new friend ended up giving his life to, to Christ and, and was kind of going through some different health issues and, um, and, and God used all of that to, to bring, uh, my, my new friend to, to, to Jesus. And so there's just so many unique stories. And so when we hear things like this, it almost seems unbelievable. And you know, the fact that now George Foreman is, you know, it's, it's, it's in the movies. Um, it's like, oh, that's a Hollywood story. No, no, no. This is God. God does amazing things. We shouldn't be surprised by it or even question it. Because even even as I, I was reading about it, and then you hear it, it's like, okay, wait, what was really going? God moves in these ways, and He reveals Himself to to each of us, and and it's up to us to listen, to be aware, and to say, all right, I'm in. I I know you're real. I know you love me, and I know that you sent Jesus. To, to die on the cross for me, and I need you. And, and it's just, a, again, another reminder today with, with George Foreman, too. 
it's not all about the money and the fame. It's like, we know this, but in, in all of us, that's still the temptation of something, whether money or fame or fill in the blank, that, that we make a, a, a small G God. We make an idol in our lives. And ultimately, there is an opportunity for us to live forever, to live eternally with the God of the universe, the creator, the, the one who created us. He wants us to know him. And, and wants us to, to be able to rest in his love and his grace and experience that forgiveness. And, and so, uh, yeah, I'm just encouraged by, uh, by George today and, and just another, another great story of redemption and, and God radically changing someone. And it's cool to hear these stories because it, it reminds us that he's still doing that. And who are those people around us that need to experience this and how can we be used by God in the in those ways too? A lot of people are searching and seeking and wondering, and the life they're living, it's like ah, this isn't this is empty. And and we, if you're a follower of Jesus, then you've got your story, and so tell that story, and 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 tell other people how He has entered your life and has transformed your life and who you used to be to now who you are now. And and people can't deny that. That's a real. That's a real story. That's 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 how God has entered into your life, how He entered into my life, how He entered into George George's life. That's that's the that's the story, and so it, it points to to God's uh, just power and sovereignty and goodness and kindness, and uh, it's amazing. So go see the movie. I'm gonna watch it with my wife Jody. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, Big George Foreman uh, again. Big George Foreman dot movie. For more information. So thanks to George Foreman for coming on the show uh, today. I hope you enjoyed this special edition of the Unpacking It podcast, and we will release these types of interviews as they pop up. Uh, but for the most part, uh, I hope you continue to enjoy the uh, Wednesday Unpacking It podcast uh, with Luke as we unpack some of the biggest stories in sports that relate to life and biblical truth. And so we will talk to you next time on the Unpacking It podcast. I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day, and keep fighting the Unpacking It podcast.